Welcome back to another Spicy Things Up. It's your boy, Juicy JB, and your hydrated host, because water is important, and I've been trying to normalize that. Joining me here today in the new studio that we're in currently that is 100% soundproof, the fabulous Murky Water. Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I feel I feel fresh in this new room. Yeah. It's it's just something that we randomly discovered. We should, uh, we should call ourselves the Febreze Brothers, because it's so fresh right now. I don't know about that, but... That's from the other guys. Have you seen that? I mean, I have, uh, but I don't know where this room has been all our time here because it is by far the nicest setup and easiest to just get going. Yeah. And I think we sound amazing on this. Yeah. Do you remember when we were first in the studio back in like February or January and you're like, Jacob, your voice sounds like like McDonald's Sprite. And that was actually like the shittiest audio quality we had out of all our episodes. Well, this, this, you sound like the, the Drake commercial where he comes apart for the sprite commercial last name ever first name greatest if that was what could be described as a sound that's how i would say your voice sounds right now Uh, drake (laughs) hey can can i talk about my weekend real quick because i actually had a wild past seven days since you and i last uh, made face-to-face contact yeah oh which by the way i hear it I just need to say, Brennan and I have once again been separated by a COVID precaution up in the studio. There is a uh, plastic curtain. So it's, it's not like looking at each other through the shower, but like it's uh, <sighs> like a quarantine curtain, you know? It, it gives me some like American Psycho vibes right Yeah, now. for real. Oh, my God. Um, Paul Allen. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. My weekend. So... First of all, you might want to give me a little congratulations because I had three rounds of a job interview in six days and i'm waiting on an official offer tomorrow congratulations thank you thank you and then let's see i am super glad that my birthday week is officially over i think my liver has completely recovered i i don't think i can actually say it ever will but i want to say that i'm glad that i'm back in tip-top shape and i had a group therapy trolley which is like one of those bikes for those that don't know one of those bikes where you're just pedaling around drinking in downtown um it's pretty fun great great stuff you stop at some bars yeah great night glad it's over yeah i i've still have yet to experience one of those so uh i definitely need to get out on one because it's just like a public display of drunkenness you know one time i I remember it vividly one time i was going to get chipotle on like a sunday afternoon you know completely hungover of course and um one of those bikes were rolling by and it was like 10 30 11 in the morning mm-hmm. um and they were just blasting like some pit bull give it give it everything by pitbull or something so early and i was just like oh my god if you got a boyfriend oh, me, me at the <laughs> it might have been that one but yeah i those you just gotta take kind of like the the ego shot and just you know by the, by the third or third bar second or third bar you don't give like you don't care what anyone else thinks about you right you're just smashed and you're willing to play whatever song (laughs) absolutely well you know you you spend a lot of time setting up the right playlist that's all that's what is really important other than you got like a really good buzz going on yeah you don't want to bring too much on does the playlist did the playlist ever just go completely out the drain you're just like you know what we're on to this now Um, we're just strictly 2000s pop there was a gentleman in my in my party that wished to play the big booty mix which Mm. is an hour long and these things last two hours no thank you well, I, as much as I'm a fan of the Big Booty um, soundtrack playlist, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate for a birthday party group therapy trolley. You know what I, I mean? I will admit I am a fan of Big Booties. Of course. Oh, you, 
Brennan. Ju- yeah. Brennan. Oh, careful. Okay. Careful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, yeah. But I also took my skateboard out again on Monday because it was just way too nice to not be doing anything. Oh, yeah. You uh, sent me a Snapchat. Yes. You, you I, were... I wanted you to know that I was out skateboarding. You didn't look dry. <laughs> <laughs> my face was red. It, it was hot. It, it was, was hot. it was like 90 degrees on Monday. I had three layers of sunscreen on in a two-hour <laughs> period. Brendan, I'm a pasty guy. If I burn, it's over. Hey, but, you got to get that first foundation going before you get some good color, though. For sure. But I'm getting way more comfortable on it now. Almost got hit by a bus. That sounds comfortable. Like flew across this, like a crosswalk. <laughs> I will uh, I'll take fault. I didn't look both ways. Yeah. Bus is coming down the street. These things are silent, these buses, right? Silent but deadly. Exactly. So I'm going across this thing. Bus misses me by like a foot. Because it was a very short little uh, little crosswalk thing. So okay. I was just zipping over. But almost got hit by the bus. And then, like, five seconds after that, I wiped out completely. I got these kind of nasty gashes on my hands. I didn't fall on the ground or anything, but my board, like, kicked up. And, like, the grip tape, like, slashed open my hand. Wow. So That honestly is almost kind of impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was actually cool. And then um, I got right back up and started riding again. It's like falling off your horse. There you go. You just got to get back up. Of course. So, yeah, it's just been an insane last six days, and I'm ready to graduate, and I know you are too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I didn't have as crazy of a last few days or weekend as you did, Um, but – Well, it wasn't your birthday week. It wasn't my birthday week, so that's fair. But, yeah, I am swamped right now with schoolwork, so glad to just be in the stew cooking cooking it up with you. This is our therapy. It is. It's very nice. And I hope our listeners like listening to us. I hope so, too. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, I had a question for you real quick before we get started. Yeah. When is it too late to start saying happy birthday to somebody? Because your birthday was the 20th. It was, yeah, last Eight days ago. Mm -hmm. It's definitely too late. Too late? Okay. Because one kid tried, like, saying it to me today. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, a lot. Some people are more like say it in person type of people. So if well, you he's don't got talk my number. Him, okay, are you one of those people that's really upset if somebody doesn't reach out to you and say happy birthday? You hold a grudge? Not really, but if okay, here's how it is. So kind of like today, if they have opportunities to say it, why not just say it on the actual day? Because I'm friends with Facebook on this person too, so the notification <laughs> popped up. But why wait eight days after to tell me? I mean, I completely sound like an asshole right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to be careful, but you know why not just do it on the day? It doesn't make any sense. That's fair. All right, Brennan, should we get into some NFL? Let's do it. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. A lot. So Sam Darnold is going to leave the Jets. We knew this. Yes. Yep. Panthers. Yep. He's on Carolina now. Um, which uh, good for him. Good for him getting out of the Jets organization. I think any player that can survive that organization and find a team that they have a better chance at, you know, getting reaching their potential at, I say yes. go for it. I support it 100%. Le'Veon Bell did the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And, and speaking of Carolina, in more recent news today, actually, they just traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos. Ooh. Yep. Uh, that happened probably like an hour ago. Um, yeah, they traded him to the Broncos. Uh, for a six-round pick, which honestly is pretty good, pretty good uh, value for the Broncos. I think I know Teddy Bridgewater's contract was a little more expensive, probably than what he was worth. But from what I heard, Carolina ate most of the the big money of it. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I think Denver kind of got a steal there. But they're picking ninth in the draft as of right now. Denver, yes. So 
after this pickup, because, I mean, now they have Drew Locke, or they have Drew Locke, now they have Teddy Bridgewater, does that pretty much mean that they are all out on QB? Or do you think that this means they, they think, like, the top guys are probably all going to be gone by pick nine? Quarterback-wise, I would say so, because yeah. right now, at least projected, there's only five quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah, and we'll get into those rankings. Soon. Right, and I don't think a single one of them is going to be going to Denver. I'd yeah. be shocked if any of them did. I, I would be I would be surprised too, especially now. Yeah. Um, you know, I I am not great at predicting like the teams that are going to trade their picks in the draft, but I would say that there is a, it's a high shoot. chance that Denver might trade their pick to somebody that's wanting to reach those top quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, they got a great deal of money too. They could they could definitely make that happen. Yeah, I I also think Teddy Bridgewater is straight up better than Drew Locke right now. Absolutely. So I, I don't be surprised, you know, if that competition is kind of quick in Denver. But um, you know, I like Teddy Bridgewater, dude. I feel bad for him. He's kind of just thrown around places. I, I used to call him the Army Brad of the NFL. Army Brad. Yeah, Army Brad. Because, you know, like, uh, Army kids, like, they move around the country oh, all the time. Oh, I, I got you. That's kind of a dark comparison, but, yeah, I could see it. How is that dark? They, they move a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, yeah, I, I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater's most memorable um, team is probably the Vikings, though. Yeah, he had, he had, like, one good season on the Vikings that landed him on, the, like, the Saints. I think he was on the Saints for yeah. a season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then was on Carolina for a season. Now he's gone. He's the bridge quarterback. The bridge water. The bridge of water. The bridge of water. Bridge of water. No. That's a cool sounding name. No, bridge over water. Yes. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. Oh, hey. Um, I actually heard why it's called uh, water under the bridge. Yeah. Because you're over it. Yes. I you, just found that out. You didn't put that together? No. <laughs> I thought Sorry. it was because like it's just gone in the river, you know. But yeah. No, it's it's over. We got we got another trade that happened in the NFL as well that probably hit a little closer to home for you, was the Chiefs trading for Orlando Brown from the Ravens. Yes, I did see that. So the Ravens now have the thirty-first pick in yep. the first round, which you know what, I'm not too upset about that. Yeah. The Chiefs are stacked offense and defensively. You know what, they they, they kind of made their adjustments with the offensive line. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah, um, I definitely think both sides you could say won the trade. Yeah, because um, I mean they got three picks, Ravens got three picks out of that. Um, but Brown is solid. I mean he made the last two Pro Bowls. Uh, I know he wanted out of Baltimore because they have um, what's their left tackle's name? Ronnie Stan- Stanley. Ronnie Stanley, I think. Ronnie Staley, something like that. I I know his name, but it's kind Tip of taken from me. His name's Ronnie, but he he's their left tackle, and I know Orlando Brown wants to play left tackle, and they weren't allowing him to because um, who they've got already is better. So it's kind of a win-win for the player and the team. Uh, they're getting something in return for him, probably, and they were going to lose him anyways. Um, so it works out. He was also – I know the Chiefs were going after Trent Williams in the beginning of the offseason, and he's definitely cheaper than Trent Williams. So I think that works out. And um, you were right, by the way. It is uh, Ronnie Stanley. Ronnie Stanley, okay. Um, and Ronnie Stanley's a beast. He's I would say he's probably a little bit better than Brown. But Brown's still young. 
But the only thing, like, the Chiefs have a whole new look now on their offensive line. How do you like that? I like it a lot, considering it's probably going to be 10 times better than what it was last year. Yeah, they're they're going all in. Maybe not offense. 10 times better. They, they but basically better. are saying the offensive line is the reason why we lost the Super Bowl because they haven't touched anything else. There's a multitude of reasons. I think a couple of them are like within the team that won't be addressed because I'm sure a lot of people are blaming, you know, Andy Reid's son, but I'm sure the team's not going to come out and say that. (laughs) There's no way you can't blame that, even though that was messed up and definitely a damper. But I just said? Yeah, it had no actual – it shouldn't have had an actual effect on the way the game was played. But, you know, you can't – the intangibles, you can't – The COVID barber, man, never forget. That is true. But, I mean, yeah, after a Super Bowl where Patrick Mahomes ran for 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage – I think it was fair to assess the, that the line was probably the, the main issue. Um, well, but yeah, now you got to give to the Bucks though. They have a great defensive line. Oh yeah, they've got a great defense. It's probably one of the best in the league. Yeah. So I mean, now now their offensive line is um, the left side is at tackle. You got Orlando Brown, then you got Joe Tooney, who both those guys next year are going to be asking for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do and Kyle Long. But, yeah, now they have Kyle Long, who I think is definitely on, like, the vet minimum. I don't think he came for a lot of money. Um, and they have Austin Blythe, too. All new faces. So, uh, it's cool. I'm excited. I, I am excited as well. Uh, if they're going to want to pay their line, though, in the future, they're definitely going to be uh, – that cap is going to be hurting when they've got to pay dudes like Tyreek, Kelsey, and when they're already paying, you know, Patrick Mahomes a trillion dollars. <laughs> it's like – that's a super – this is like a super team, man. So it's something they can't keep getting away with it. So, um, no. I, I don't know if it's fair to call the Chiefs a super team yet, considering, the, you know, they've, they've been to the last two Super Bowls, almost went to three. If it weren't for Kareem Hunt, that bastard, he was dead to me. But um, Because he left? Because or? he did that stuff that caused him to leave, because I guarantee I'm not going to get into it. That just deep breaths. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I, w- I wouldn't give them super team status yet, but they're a loaded team. I think they could definitely afford all the players they're bringing in. And, you know, going down the line, because although a lot of it's bandwagon, a lot like the Chiefs fanship is definitely increasing in the country. Yeah. So, I mean, look, a, lo- a lot of uh, Atlanta fans are becoming Chiefs fans now, too. Yeah. Which, by the way, I can kind of understand. Like, abandoned ship, because the Falcons uh, franchise is just kind of going. It's been downhill for a while. Yeah, well, there's, there's few teams in the NFL – that I would label a I, I wouldn't even label any of them super teams, but the Chiefs like are one of those at the top that you look at their roster and there's just like little you would change. It's like right on the border. Yeah, maybe like some defensive line depth, um, maybe some of their secondary. I mean, they've got Tyron Matthew, who also they have to pay soon. Um, Frank Clark, they've got. A, they probably will get rid of Frank Clark soon i hope not i love that man they're just not going to be able to pay him i know but yeah i mean other than them like obviously the bucks like are returning all of their starters that team has little to none um spots of improvement on their team so kind of the same same thing as last year some of the the more low-key you know i was looking at the giants roster i think the giants are kind of a sleeper team i think they're going to be good if they hammer home the draft but um anything's possible anything is possible speaking of anything is possible kyler murray phase kyler phase k1 
Oh, is that his name? I don't know. Oh, but that, that would be funny though. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray just joined the Phase Clan. Good for him. I wish I can. Yeah, he's not the first athlete, legitimate athlete, to join it. Um, Bronny James, and I think Juju is in Phase. I was he? gonna say I, 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 I could have swore because he used to play with Ninja and those guys back in the day when Fortnite was really at its peak. Yeah, like Drake, Yeah, Ninja, Drake, Travis Scott, Juju. Juju, Ninja. Like, watching that squad play together, you're like, am I in a real – like, is this real? <laughs> it probably isn't. We're in a simulation, Yeah, Brennan. I we mean, just be. based off of that alone, I think we are. But, no, I mean, I love it. Dude's building his brand. You can't be one-dimensional in this league anymore. you got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, he's just building up his reaction timing and his in-game processing. <laughs> um I don't really know. A lot of people are saying, hey, shouldn't Kyler Murray be focused on winning football games first? Well, with this team this year. Yeah. I mean, I some people are saying it, man. That kind of reminds me of a season in Ballers. One of the main characters, like, kind of just gets tired of football and, like, wants to go into esports, and he joins, like, a League of Legends team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it looked like a lot of fun. It was in Miami. And um, I could definitely see the appeal behind it. Yeah, and I mean – Kyler Murray, I feel like he dude just jumps around to whatever sport he wants. He could have gone first round base. Baseball, I think he was yeah. drafted, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was drafted, wasn't signed, but he was drafted for baseball. First round, I think top ten. Drafted as a number one overall pick in the NFL. Now he's on like the best esports clan? Clan, yeah. Are, are we allowed to say clan? I think it's it's phase clan. Uh, yeah, but like Group? are we allowed to say the word clan? I think so, man. Just by itself, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty pretty crazy, pretty crazy thing to happen. Um, I loved it though. Absolutely. And then Brennan, so with the draft coming up starting tomorrow. Yes. Which, by the way, I was just want to apologize in advance. I'm sorry if I can't make it to the watch party. It's fine. Might have some engagements. Just know you're with me in spirit. It's fine. But let's go ahead and go ahead and give our. Um, I just repeated myself. Let's go ahead and give our top five quarterbacks of the first round. I'm down. In the order that we think they're going to go. So, yeah. number one with Jacksonville, I think the obvious choice right here is going to be Trevor Lawrence. I would agree. And here's the thing, too. He's probably getting one of the best deals right now. And I'm not even saying just money-wise or just being able to, like, make Jacksonville a decent team. But he gets to stay in a warm-weather state, Brennan. That's huge. Could you imagine playing school in South Carolina for three years and then getting drafted to a place like Minnesota or, God forbid, Green Bay? Yeah. I mean, the the thing is with Trevor Lawrence is dude has to come in and work under Urban Meyer under his first year. So that's the only thing where I'm like, ah. I think with Trevor Lawrence's football IQ and professionalism, I can see him doing good things down there. And I, I, I'm not knocking Urban Meyer as a coach. He's a great coach. Bad person, but great coach. Not my favorite man. But, yeah, say your top five, and then I'll give my top five um, in case we're a little bit different. Okay. Because are we doing this based off of our rankings or where we think they'll be drafted? Where we think they'll be drafted. Okay. So, at number two, I have Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. from BYU with the Jets. Yep. Is that what you had, too? I did. I have those. Uh, I actually – so, what I did, I didn't do the same thing. I did them based off of my rankings Mm -hmm. rather than where I think they're going to go. So I actually had just, I have Justin Fields at two. Oh, okay. I just 
I love Justin Fields. I do too. He's a hard man to hate. Yeah, I, I think he's he's and he's getting a lot of hate right now. Not hate, but people are sleeping on him. Because um, I mean, I'm sure. Who do you have next going to the 49ers? Going to the 49ers, Mac Jones from it's, Alabama. Exactly. Yeah, that's a crime to me. I know that's the I I know that's the popular pick right now, and who the 49ers have been releasing that they're leaning towards mm-hmm. drafting. But honestly, but speaking of the 49ers, I know uh, I, I think I heard this on a different podcast, but uh, I just this was crazy to me. I just need to bring it up here, too. So Kyle Shanahan, I guess, in a press conference said, uh, oh, it'd be a shame if something happened to Jimmy Garoppolo over the weekend. Like, oh, we don't no. know if he's going to be alive by Sunday. That's not what it, that's taken out of context. That's taken out of context. He he was asked. I just wanted to know. I just I needed to fact check this. He was asked if the Niners can guarantee that Jimmy G will be the starter. Oh, and he says, and he like he said it pretty irritably. He's like, I can't even guarantee who will be alive this Sunday or something. And but it was basically it was, was kind of like a live like crucifixion of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo because he was just like, no, I'm not going to commit to that. Kyle Shanahan's out for blood. Kyle Shanahan is out for blood. And I'll give it to the 49ers. I love Shanahan and his system. Um, I think no matter who goes at three, they'll probably be in the best off position when it comes to, you know, rookie quarterback. Just because that team offensively is, like, stacked. I mean, their offensive line is good. George Kittle. You have all these fast dudes. Was Nick Bosa injured all last year? Or was that the Chargers Bosa? I think they both were injured last year. Okay, because um, I know at the least 49ers just got railed with injuries on the so team last bad. year. Like that, so that's bad. That's the sole reason that they were that bad. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, they they tri- this was originally Miami's pick that forty nine that the forty ers got. Um, so, you know, I think honestly, any of these rookie quarterbacks that end up in the forty ers system probably have the best chance to win offensive rookie of the year even if it is Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give him that. I think Mac Jones is good. Or he's, like, he's fine. He's not going to, like, he'll he'll win you games. But when it comes to, like, ceiling and, like, who is just the better athlete, who is more durable and I think can, like, play longer at a better, you know, um, at a better, like, comp- competition, um, I just think there's no way I take – Mac Jones over a guy like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. But I I know the 49ers are seem pretty keen on drafting him. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Trey Lance, that's who I had at number four with uh, going to Denver. Okay. Because um, we, we touched on it earlier with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater being your only QB options. You know, having Teddy Bridgewater on your team isn't the worst thing that could ever happen to you, yeah. but you could – definitely go with a better quarterback if that's an option yeah so I definitely think Trey Lance you know he did a great job at North Dakota State you know quarterbacks at North Dakota State keep them on the map pretty much yeah I mean to that FBS FCS school yeah FBS FBS and that's that's where Carson Wentz went right and Easton Stick who I went to high school with I'll just go ahead and name drop that and now he's on the Chargers yeah it doesn't play at all no he doesn't but I just want to say I know an NFL person okay um yeah, I mean, Trey Lance didn't play a single snap of football last year. So that's – he opted out of the season. So that's the one thing where – Before that. Before that, he 
played an entire season without throwing an interception, um, at least up until I think it, that might have been like two years ago. Um, so obviously people know that he's good, but they don't have as recent of tape on him as they do Justin Fields, who just brought Ohio State to the national championship. Right. But I, I agree with you that Trey Lance is probably what the person or the QB people are viewing right now is a way safer bet than drafting Justin Fields. Um, so you have Justin Fields at five. Or the, uh, the fifth quarterback off the board. Yes, yeah, so I have Justin Fields going to New England at fifteen. Yes. Or wait, no, at um. Or or do you think they'll trade up? Because they haven't they haven't confirmed that they are going to trade up yet. Yeah, I I think Justin Fields is going to go to New England at fifteen. Yeah. So I'll I'll say my my what I had down real quick. Okay. Um. So I had Trevor Lawrence going first. And honestly, I could see Jacksonville selecting any of the top three guys, um, which, and I wouldn't blame them for that either. I mean, hell, I wouldn't even blame them for picking Kyle Pitts first overall. Um, I do think the quarterback class is very top heavy, though. Um, this yeah, is so a strong quarterback class this year. It is strong, but it's top heavy. Like, you have the top five guys and everyone else. Like, there's such a clear fall-off between, you know, like, Kellen Mons, the Texas A&M guy, mm-hmm. who screams, like, Case Keenum, <laughs> or, like, Kyle Trask, Florida. Like, the best late-round QB, in my opinion, is, like, oh, the Arkansas Felipe Franks, who, like, he is going to be, like, a fifth or f- Fifth round pick guy. That's an awesome name, by the way. Exactly. Felipe well, Franks. Yeah, so he's going to be picked, I think, way later than some of those like second, third tier quarterbacks. But yeah. I think just value wise, like he'll pro- like maybe a good pick for the Chiefs, you know, to build up a quarterback and then develop him and use him as like trade capital or something. Yeah, because the Chiefs really don't have any backup options besides because Matt Moore and Chad Henney. Exactly. And, yeah. And those guys aren't like valuable in any sort of way. I was terrified that Chad Henney was going to have to play in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Yeah. No. I was like literally shitting rocks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so I mean, I got very off track there, but sorry. So, um, number one, Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville and I have Justin Fields to the Jets and then I have Zach Wilson going to um, uh, 49ers okay and then I have I think Trey Lance I think if Atlanta doesn't trade back their pick I think they would be foolish to not try and just get one of those top guys absolutely so I have I actually have Trey Lance I think Atlanta could draft him and then I have Mac Jones falling all the way to 15. I don't even have the New England Patriots trading up for him. Wow. Yeah. Do you have beef with Mac Jones that I don't know about? I just he's Did he the, send you a mean DM on Twitter like Kevin Durant? No, nah, man. He's just he's the best. He's the Ben Askren of this QB draft class. Wow. That yeah. is quite an accusation. Yep. Dude's got some love handles on him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so do I. But I could probably not be a quarterback but I was I don't know where I was going with that but I just want to ask you real quick so do you see any busts in this year's draft class yeah so I wrote down a few of my busts and some of the the players who I think are going to be great or guys who are going to 
outperform where they're being drafted. Mm. So the first one was Mac Jones for bust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no I shit. feel like I already I already um, dealt with that, so I'm not gonna say too much more. Uh, the the next guy I got is one of the top one of the top five guys going in a lot of mocks right now, and that's Penny Sewell, who is the Oregon offensive tackle, um, left tackle. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, he is great. He probably is one of the top guys at his position. Um, and so this is solely based off of where people are taking him and what they could get instead. Uh, you know, people have him go in top five, which is awesome. you got to show love for the big men. But, you know, this class is loaded with offensive line talent, and it's deep. So if, if I'm the Bengals or, like, the Dolphins at five and six – I'm going after skill positions like wide receiver, like Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts at tight end. Um, you know, that Burrow-Jamar um, reunion would be sweet. They played together two years ago Absolutely. at LSU. Um, so, I mean, you can get guys offensive tackles like Spencer Brown or something in the second round, and that starts looking much better as your first two picks. You know, Jamar Chase and then one of those like tier two tier three offensive linemen rather than like Suell and uh wide receiver no one cares or knows about really like not cares or knows but just like it looks much better to have that like top option where you know you can have a guy like um like cd lamb or justin jefferson come in and just be good for you right away so that's what i don't know it's like a flashier pick in my opinion but i mean you know like Either way, whoever the Bengals probably take at five is going to help them. Um, they got to get Joe Burrow some help on the offensive line anyways. Absolutely. But I just think the the class itself is just so loaded that I would rather spend my first top pick on someone that is like a dynamic playmaker, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And uh, one of my busts, actually, so this is also in a uh... – like in a projected top five scenario, I'm thinking Kyle Pitts tied in from Florida on the for the Falcons as a bust. Yeah, really, I do think so. Because so first of all, they're going to throw him in as an instant starter, and I feel like with just Matt Ryan's offense, I just don't think he's going to work well with that. Yeah. So you're. you're I'm not saying his. I'm not doubting his skill. I'm just saying like I don't think that offense is going to work with him. So you're you're more going off the fact, like kind of what I was saying how he would be a bust in a specific scheme. Exactly. Okay. So it it depends on the team that he goes to. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the case for a lot of players. So, I mean, yeah, say if he were to go to Detroit, he'd be working with Jared Goff, a lot more dynamic quarterback than Matt yeah. Ryan. Currently he's, got, he's younger. So yeah. I, I feel like if he just went to a different team or if some sort of different offensive scheme like you were just saying, I feel like that would be a much better fit for him. Yeah, or if somebody traded up to that. Well, I don't know if the Fal- Falcons are fourth pick right now, and with how their team is looking or has looked for the last several years, I don't think they ha- they can afford to trade down, you know? Yeah, and they might be dealing Julio. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, so, I mean, you never know. Maybe they, they could trade back their pick, or they could go Jamar Chase or, yeah, go with a playmaker that could replace Julio. For sure. Um, the the last bust that I have is Quiddy Pay, and he is the Michigan uh, edge rusher. And I just something about his name just kind of throws me off, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But he is being drafted like way before dudes that are just much better mm-hmm. than him. 
Like he's draft he's drafted in some like as a top fifteen pick, and I don't think he's a top fifteen pick. Um, maybe I'm slandering Michigan a little bit, but that was just one of my other busts that I saw. He was getting some high praise that I wasn't about. Um, so yeah, those are my busts, but I have a list of breakouts as well, if you care to hear. Sure. So the first one was Justin Fields. Okay. I think he's going to be a beast. Um, second one is linebacker Zaven Collins from Tulsa. He's like 270 pounds. Dude looks like Dante Hightower. <laughs> um, so he's huge. He, he kind of looks like a Madden creative player, honestly. Oh, my God. Um, and I learned that he was a gymnast growing up. So oh. that kind of explains, like. How tall is he? He's like 6'6". Six, six. And he was a gymnast? In 270. Well, he was uh, – growing up, he was. Oh, okay. So I don't know how long ago that was, honestly. But, I mean, that sh- he, like, has such great control and balance in his body that he looks like – he moves like a dude who's, like, 100 pounds lighter than him. Um, and then the next – the last guy I got is J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. Um, I just saw, like, Phil Sims was shitting on him because he says he's going to draw a lot of penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, dude, like – do you watch how Jalen Ramsey plays? Like, do you watch how, you know, Richard Sherman played when he was at his peak? These dudes strive off of, you know, getting up close and personal with the big leaguers. So Exactly. Um, I just think he's ranked behind a few other guys that I think aren't as good as him. So that is why I have him as, like, a breakout because I think he's kind of being a little slept on. Same with Zayman Collins. A lot of people are taking him, like, late 20s. I think he could be, like, a top 20, top 15 guy. So Yeah, I think um... – my biggest breakout is going to be Devontae Smith, for sure. I like that. I'm it's, rooting for him. He's Okay, at least he's going to be the most noticeable. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the quarterback, like, so I, I know he has very high expectations set for him going into the NFL. Yeah. Because he's the best player in college football for a long time. Not yeah. only just speed, just football IQ, and just being able to work with almost any system. Yep. Like, we're going to see him do great things next year. And I'm sad that he's probably going to kick the Chiefs' ass as soon as he plays them. Like, he's just going to burn all of our QBs or CBs. So, I'm not looking forward to that. But Where do you think he's going? I had it up here. I think he is going to Dolphins. Okay. And I think that's going to be a good fit for him. If so, you think there. he's going, like, to, as the sixth pick or as their 18th, like the later one? Sixth. Really? That would be – that would be crazy, but I would love it. I would love to see it. You know, actually, like, you look at guys that have come from Alabama, like Jerry Judy, um, C.D. CD Lamb, right? He came from – or, no, he was Oklahoma. Um, who was the other Bama guy? Anyways, all of them were great in college, and they've been pretty stinking good in the NFL. So, I thought you were going to bring up Tua, but then you said pretty stinking good in the NFL. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about wide receiver wise. Oh, and yeah. Devonta Smith was the most dominant out of all those guys in college. He's so fun to watch. He's crazy. So I hope I hope he shuts everyone up about his you know size talk and he's just beasts out. I'm rooting for him. Because didn't he run like a four two? He I think he had like one of the best forty yard dash times. Like, well, because I heard there was a lot of like four ones and four twos this year in the combine. Uh, I don't know about any four ones, but there was, it was a lot of people were running like four two five was like one that I saw a lot, like between like four two and four three, which I, I I remember seeing people on Twitter like tweeting about it, like everyone and their mama is running a four four two four three right now. 
Oh, uh, that, okay. They meant okay. As in, like everybody seemed to be faster. So, uh, that is funny. But yeah, that's uh, that's the draft. I could talk about the draft some. I'm like a like draft talk and NFL draft for me is like black tar heroin for black tar heroin addicts. <laughs> <coughs> am, I, am I allowed to say that? I don't know, but let's just say uh, the NFL draft to you is like Walter White cooking an amphetamine. That can't be much better. He loves doing it. <laughs> and so do you. <laughs> I, do, I do. I am the danger. <laughs> All right, Brennan. Should drop my phone. <laughs> Bad radio. All right. Uh, should we get to the NBA, sir? Yes, we should. All right. But yes, that concludes our yes, NFL talk. Yes, we should. Sorry. So that can. Wonky slash. So that concludes our NFL talk, and we are super excited about the draft tomorrow. And I'm going to try to go watch it at Brennan's because he has the hype house when it comes to football. <laughs> so yeah, so the NFL or the NBA playoff picture is happening, sir. Yes, it is. Mind you. So let's go ahead and take a look at the teams that we're going to be expecting to see. So yep. starting with the West Conference. So the Utah Jazz is the best record in the NBA currently. Yes. Which, by the way, never thought like if you asked me that five or if you told me that five years ago, I would have thought you were like completely lying because I didn't think the Utah Jazz were ever going to be a good basketball team in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Yeah, they have like a what forty four and seventeen. Yep. So they're a one game ahead of the Suns right now. Um, and the Suns are my Western Conference team that I root for, just just a tad above the Nuggets because I just I love Nikola Jokic. I thought it was just because you like the word Nuggets. I do. I like chicken nuggets. So the Denver um, Nuggies. The only thing is with the Nuggets, they last week they lost um, Jamal Murray to a season-ending injury. So that is big for them. That's going to hurt them in playoffs for sure considering he, like, carried them hard last year in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, the Suns are the team I'm watching. They're also – they have clinched a playoff spot. They have, and they have the best away record right now in the entire NBA, I believe. Um, they are 20-9 and nine in away games, which is insane. That is really good. Um, I just, like, the, their dynamic as a team, it just is so random, and it just works so well. And they're just, like, one of the deepest teams, I think, regarding, like, bench players. Um, I think they have all the tools in order to make a deep run. But let's talk about one of the hottest teams, and that's coming out of the Eastern Conference. A team that, if you had told me it was going to be in the top five teams of the Western Conference, ahead of the Heat, who had just made the championship, and that's the New York Knicks, I would have spit in your face and <laughs> yeah, I would have I would not have believed you for a second. They are 9 and 1 in their last 10 games. Yeah, they they've been on a roll lately. I don't know what's gotten into them. It's cra- the only loss has been to the Phoenix Suns, so might add um out of the, the last 10 games. Right. But they have like the oddest team. I mean, Julius Randle is having like an MVP type season. This dude has been in the league for years and it has just all of a sudden lit up these last few games these last few weeks this honestly the whole season he's just been insane but i don't know how well that they'll fare in the playoffs well Um, and they're tied with the hawks record wise right now too yes and the hawks i think the hawks i'm pretty sure trey young just got injured i don't think it was as serious like season ending injury wise but i mean i look at some of these teams that are below the knicks 
and the Knicks like they've been on fire. But could they could they take the Celtics in no, yeah, four I was, games? I was just about to bring games? up they have a very tough schedule coming up, so I don't know how realistic it's going to be that they kind of keep it going. I agree, and I mean, yeah, the Nets, Sixers, Bucks, like those guys are all insane. I hate the Nets. <laughs> Super team, right? Yes, there. I. I Okay, see, I sound so hypocritical because I say I hate super teams and then the Chiefs are slowly becoming one. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm, fair. I'm in a pickle. It, it's it's way easier to to call a team a super team in the NBA because there's just so much fewer players that play on the court. In that the too, there's so only five like, out on a time. It's so. way more. It's way less people contributing to the overall team than like football, so it's kind of easier to notice. Um, but yeah, when you have you know James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the same team, Kevin Durant came in the other day and literally played like 20 minutes and just missed like two shots, scored like 25 points. I'm just like, how? He just makes everything. He's you one of the of... purest shooters I think of all time. I don't know. You're pretty up there. <laughs> I, I've seen you uh, throw the old rock a couple times. <laughs> I'm no Kevin Durant. You got a gift, son. <laughs> I'm more of a. Uh... I'm more of like a Devin Booker. I was going to say you're more like... Pro- a, I could probably take Devin Booker 1v1. I was going to say you're like the 2K campaign player. Like you start out as a DJ and then you like just show off on the court and you get a spot in the NBA. <laughs> I, was, I was just making a comparison to Devin Booker because I wanted to get a rise out of some Suns fans. Yeah. By the way, the 2K campaign is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. 2K has the worst like my player stories. Well, Madden's like, getting pretty bad too. I got to throw that in there. The best is definitely the show. Which I don't have a PlayStation, so. Oh, that's tough. But at least you have Halo. That's true. They haven't <laughs> made a game in like four years. but You know, I feel like we're going to be getting a little bit closer to basketball season a little, like, in, within the next few weeks. So we'll have a little bit more to update you guys on that going into it, which teams are hot heading into playoffs. Um, but speaking of the show, should we switch up and maybe talk about some baseball? Because we haven't. We haven't discussed it too much. Dingers only. Dingers only. So I just want to have some news. So uh, Brendan and I, like, right when – I don't know if spring training was still going on, but we talked about how the Padres are going to be a team to watch this year. Uh-huh. They're not doing too hot. They they aren't right now. But you were asking me earlier if I thought the Padres were frauds. Were fraudres? Ooh. Nice. We got to coin that. We got to coin nice, that. Nice, nice. Yeah. But I don't think they are. So, I don't think they're frauds, but I just uh, yeah we might have overhyped them though. Maybe, but they recently just lost to the Brewers in a really bad series. I think they got swept. Yeah, but it's so weird because I think they are still a World Series contender. Uh, they've looked like it at times. Anything's possible, and specifically against the Dodgers, their biggest rival too. They play them so well at all of the games so far between the Dodgers. And excuse me, in the Padres have been incredible and they play each other so many more times the rest of the season. So that just makes me kind of, you know, hot thinking about it. Um, so, I mean, that's promising. They just need to beat like the not as good teams, but you know, like we were saying, I still love the roster. Fernando Tatis Jr. is like one of the most electric players in the league. Absolutely. Uh, their starting pitching lineup is deadly. I still think they can get the job done. Um, earlier today when I mentioned I was going to make a money ball joke, to uh, the Oakland days because they're at the top of um, the American League West. I want you to make it. Okay. 
Oh, uh, what was his name? Bean. Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Oh, Billy Bean must be back managing the A's again because look at them, 15-9 and nine at the top of the American League West. See, it was a really dumb joke. I was just going to make a remark to it. But, yeah, the, the A's are back. They are they are doing a fantastic job this year. They're 15-9, to nine, so uh, that's not a record that I would have expected of them this year. He's actually – he still runs their front office. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Um, well, he was their GM when that movie was made. Yeah, now he's like their VP or something. That's awesome. But, Good for um, him. Yeah, no, the A's are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, actually. Yeah. Uh, before their last, like, three games, they went on a three or 13-game win streak. Um, and they also started 0-6. So, I mean, it's it, – I seriously don't get how they're good. Well, they, they, they do – they literally still run off the money ball. Like, they cost cut a lot. They lost a lot of guys last year. Their best players are, like – like Josh Murphy and like Seth Brown, I don't even know like who those guys are. Um, they never do great, but they never tank under Billy Bean, so it's weird. It, it, yet their offense is fifth best in the league, so it's like I don't know what to expect from them. I don't think that they're that they are a thirteen and O team, but I don't think that they're O and six team either. So it's like I don't know what I have to a th- do. I have a theory. Okay, <clears throat> um, the separation of stadiums between the Raiders and the A's. Mm. That could be it. They finally are strong, and they're they strong and independent baseball team. Yeah. Also, they, the Astros are, like, shitting their pants right now, so it kind of helps that they're just climbing above poor them. Poor Houston fans. I just I, – I feel so bad. I was thinking about it earlier, dude. People are not going to forgive that for a long time. Oh, the the asterisks? Yeah. yeah. The asterisks. I mean – That's the name of the scandal. No, I know. I, the I MLB – I mean, it's because the MLB didn't do anything about it. Like, they didn't strip them from their title. Hmm. So it's like, which, I mean, if you ask me, that's a little bit extreme, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't know. I just work here. I think that they, I, I don't I don't know how people are going to forgive them anytime soon uh, for that. But how about th- the Royals? Royals are also top of the uh, AL Central. I am really liking this year's season. I haven't been able to watch too many games because, unfortunately, they are very, like, inconveniently timed for me. Yeah, so I can't just sit down and, like, watch games because, you know, I'm a, I'm a busy guy on the go. But yeah. I plan on going to a couple games in Coffin this summer. So Definitely. But, yeah, go Royals. Like, keep kicking ass. I just – I'm kind of – I won't lie. I'm kind of surprised that – I'm surprised. Too. I was just about to say that. I am, I'm so surprised at how well they're doing this year. I do they, see – They've completely rebranded their team over the last few years. They have since their last World Series. Yeah, because you know pretty much that entire starting lineup is gone. Was it, Merrifield on the team still? No, no. I saw he's he's like the leader in stolen bases this year. Mm. Pretty crazy. Also, their pitching is unreal. Danny Duffy has like under one ERA right now. I was actually thinking of naming my firstborn kid Duffy. That would be a child abuse. Why? Duffy. Yeah. It's an awful name. Okay. Um, what about Danny? Yeah, sure. Uh, another team that, you know, I've been following a little bit more recently because of the hype, but is the Los Angeles Angels. You know, like Mike Trout, that guy. Yeah. I actually <laughs> have a poster of Mike Trout. Or I used to have a poster of Mike Trout when I was a kid because I, I wanted, like, some uh, baseball clinic. Dude, Mike Trout is a beast. Yeah, I, saw a, I saw a visual um, the other day on Twitter of the um, the leading, like, um, players 
in like hitting for the um, a- the angels in history, and it started with uh, who was his name, one of their legends, and he was at the top for like thirty years, and by far too like a few people got a little close. It showed like people moving up and down. You know, like those like graphs that move. Um, like, have you ever seen like the the Drake graph where it's like it shows the listening like oh this guy sold this many yeah. albums and it like it shows throughout history who was the top and like Bruno Mars was up there so know? moving line graph yeah moving line graph pretty much and all of a sudden Mike Trout comes in and he just like instantly is the best and like by so yeah. much more and you're yeah. just like wow he just absolutely took a shit on everyone else it makes me sad because when I see those on TikToks it's like deaths from like war throughout um history and it just keeps showing all of them and i'm like wow that's pretty sad i know i just that made me think of it so i didn't mean to kill the vibes no but another player on the angels which has been causing him to get some hype lately is shohei otani um the two-way player from uh china or japan Mm -hmm. um dude's a blessing to baseball he he came in to so he started a game two games ago, and he had, like, two RBIs and, like, five or six, like, strikeouts or something in the game, which is crazy. Like, he is, like, best of both worlds on both ends of offense and defense. Um, and then the next game, they turn around and use him as a DH, literally a pitcher. So the sport is ten times better with him in it. Um, Baseball is just cool this year. It, it is kind of cool. What's your what is your stance on like the DH rule in, in MLB? Are you for it? Are you pro or against it? I'm pro because uh, like first of all, I low key wanted that spot. I, I I never played like competitive baseball. I always played for a rec league. But if yeah. that if DH was a spot, I would have definitely taken that. I agree because I, I it's a necessary position. You need guys that. that because obviously, if every team's going to have it, it's still going to equalize the playing field. It's not yeah. going to be like, oh, because one guy's too like rested because he's not out playing um, defense or anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't see any problem with that being a position. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think having a DH, yeah, I think there should be universal DH. Because and then you know you're way more likely to see home runs throughout the game too from the DH. Yeah. Like I mean, when Billy honestly, Butler played for the Royals too. Like that guy, every game I went to, he was cracking them out and it was yeah. awesome to watch bring bring the universal dh bring back steroids give me give me just everything <laughs> um okay. the roids i'm a little uh, eh, but it, it makes it a lot more the fun bats. to watch come on give me i need home runs but put, uh what's that slime grease stuff they used to put on balls or <laughs> <laughs> on baseballs Oh. <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. That was so sus. No, but yeah, so growing up watching NL baseball, you know, a lot of people hate the DH, and I don't have a soft spot for, like, having pitchers hit like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did get to witness one of two John Lester career home runs in person, um, and if there was a DH – you know, a guy like John Lester would never, ever be permitted to swing a bat. Um, but, I mean, I personally like the clear-cut, like, offense and defense, kind of like like the NFL, you know. like So a DH in place of the pitcher, you know, makes more sense separating the two of those. Um, like, I would have loved a Kyle Schwarber DH spot 
these past few years on the Cubs because it's just like I feel like I missed a lot of capable home runs that could have been hit when I had to watch Jose Quintana or John Lester swing a bat and just look a fool. And during the COVID year, they they tested it out and everyone had the DH instead of and it worked fine. So I I do think the league will eventually adopt the universal DH rule and I hope it does. I hope they do too. So yeah, do you have any of like who your favorite teams are or the who you think is the favorite to make it far in playoffs, World Series? Honestly, I'm going to sound like an asshole and definitely playing favorites here. I think the Royals are a sleeper oh. as far as making it to the playoffs this year. Okay. I do I do see your point with the Padres. Yeah. My voice cracked. I do see your point, but I and I want to see it happen, but I just don't think it's realistic. Yeah. But I'm thinking definitely Dodgers um, just because they constantly dominate the National League West mm-hmm. or the NL West. Um, and I also really like – I just had him pulled up. I also think Boston's going to go pretty far, too. Yeah, they started off hot. They kind of cooled down. I mean, so it is very early. And, like, so. It is super early. To say, like, that the Royals are going to stay at the top of the AL Central is not probably realistic. I do see the White Sox probably pulling ahead. Yeah, you're right behind, or the White Sox are. Yeah, and I honestly, I still think the Twins are going to heat up. I mean, they were supposed to be a, you know, favorite to win the AL Central coming into the season. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're at the bottom. Um, Same with the Yankees in their division, which is pretty funny. I hate the Yankees. Yeah, so. I hate Yankee fans. I I think both those teams are going to heat up and still make the playoffs. Um, I think my top teams right now, like, regardless of record, um, just who I think have the best chances at playoffs and making a deep run. The Chicago the Do- Cubs. Uh, hey, I will talk about the Cubs in a sec. But I think the Dodgers, I mean, obviously, um, they're the best team. Uh, they're a fun team to like, too. Yep. I think the A's, I don't think that they're one of those co- top contenders, but I think they, they have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, their division isn't too, like, crazy right now, <laughs> crazy good. So then uh, I, I, I do think the White Sox, I think the Padres – I think the Rays, and yeah, I mean, Astros, unfortunately. Um, Down the poopa. The Mets. I also like the Blue Jays as a sleeper. I think a lot of teams are capable of doing doing some work in the playoffs. But funny you mentioned the Chicago Cubs, because that is my team. Um, it wouldn't be baseball talk if we didn't bring them up. Exactly. So they are indeed heating up. Um, you know, when I say that, you got to take it with a grain of salt, because... They like to win two or three games and then lose two or three. So, like, whenever they're on that little stretch of three wins, maybe, I'll be like, oh, Cubs are back. They're heating up. And then it's usually me overreacting and then jinxing them, and then they will lose two games in a row. See, um, go ahead. you, you got to be careful when you say heating up, man. It's like a pong game, right? You're making a bunch of shots. You're heating up. As soon as you call it out, you start missing them. That is not how I play the game. jinxing. I don't play like that. I make them, so I don't. I don't have the same issue. Um, All right. Well, uh, I guess Brennan brought his his swag today. Yeah, but I just want to shout out my boy Nico Horner on the Cubs. Um, ever since adding him to the starting lineup, they have been really good. Dude's just a pure baseball player. Um, turned out to be a great prospect for them. He's he's actually top five in batting average right now. I think like three eight nine or something. Um, so 
I, I think the, the NL Central is unfortunately very good, but I do think the Cubs should be able to overtake the stinky Reds and hopefully the Pirates. Um, probably aim for the wild card like we have been the past like three years. So, you know what? I'm all for them. I used to like just be swagged out in uh, Cincinnati Reds gear because my first team that I played for like in third grade after like the Little League was uh, like the Kingswood Reds, and it was just like blatant copyright of the uniform and hat and stuff. So I just be uh, and. I started getting super into like the Reds, like looking into them, and I was like a. Um, but then I I came back to the light side of the forest and joined back with the Royals. I mean, I actually I don't like the Reds as a team, but I've been to their Cincinnati the the stadium there, the steamboat. They're Cincinnati right on the river. Weird. I I actually love the downtown area. I mean, pick a state: are you Kentucky or Ohio? You know, <laughs> I'm Just not pick Kentucky. One, what? What what are you talking about? It's a border city. Oh oh, I thought you were talking the, the like, city of Cincinnati. I thought you were talking to me. And I no. was like, what are you talking about? No, no, I got you. Cincinnati just needs to decide, man. Uh, I agree. They they got the skyline chili. You we talked about this. I'm not a chili guy. That's right. You're not. You won't convert me. I'm sorry. I won't try to. I, I will never try and convert anyone to chili because really it's not. Like, <laughs> you, you love it or hate it. You love it or hate it. Yeah. So that's that's all the baseball talk I got. I think we uh, we had some good input. Yes. Uh, it's early in the season, but I mean we're starting to see who's the separate like the teams that are separate from the rest of the pack. Somewhat, I mean, I think there's still some teams that got off to slow starts, some teams that got off to way too hot of starts. <clears throat> Royals. Um, but <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, MLB is back. Summer's coming, so. It yeah, is going to be nice, warm weather to watch some baseball outside. Exactly. And now that, you know, we're done with all that school bullshit in a week, we can finally watch some baseball. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, don't jinx it. What, as in we're not going to graduate in nine days? Uh, I mean, I'm very, you know. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Of course. Oh, I see what you mean now. Of course. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, we'll still, yeah, we're yeah, still in school and all that. We're still doing so. it, yeah. All right, Brennan, so the Oscars happened. Yes, they did. Should we go ahead and uh, recap that bad boy? So we yeah. had some interesting stuff go on. So first of all, I feel uncultured because I didn't know a single effing name that was like that showed up besides Regina King and um, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins didn't even show up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this, it, this Oscars was different for me because uh, over this past year, just because of COVID, I got kind of into watching movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I strayed away from kind of the TV show aspect. So I had – this was like the first time that I had watched all of the Best Picture films before the Oscars. So I actually like, was able to, you know, make my own predictions. What are you smirking about over there? I was just thinking about how I've just been watching horribly dumb movies. Like, I watched <laughs> Mortal Kombat on Monday. Oh, and yeah. then I watched, like, all the, like, Monster vs. Godzilla movies, and those are all just hot garbage. Well, see, I watched those too. But I know, but that's all I've been doing. I, mean, I don't dive into like Oscar nominated. I mean, Borat Two. That was pretty much the only movie that I've seen recently that made it to the Oscars, and I didn't even care for that movie that much. No, oh, yeah. Um, there was I. There was some stinkers when it came to Oscar nominated best pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that m- other movie with Sasha Baron Cohen, I didn't like Chicago or Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he, See, he, I, I don't hear of like half this stuff when it comes out. Yeah, so he was okay. I think he got like a 
best supporting actor nom for that. But remember the movie Bruno? Yes, I remember that movie. I can't watch like any of his movies besides like the first Borat and Talladega Nights. Well, this thing is when he this movie he played it like a he like had a he person. had jokes obviously, but yeah. like played a serious role. It's so like, I was yeah. like, no, he's a person. Not You're not like a person. A caricature. Man. Say my wife. <laughs> say it. Yeah. <laughs> Puts a gun up to his head. Say my wife right now. But yeah. The main takeaway from it, honestly, was that. I want Zendaya to hit me with her car. <laughs> and I would say thank you. I would ask you, for more. You are such a simp, and I love it. I love her. She um, is a very beautiful woman. Yes. And the other person that I simp for is the – she won Best Supporting Actress for her performance in the Korean-made uh, film. Well, it was, like, American and Korean. Minari. And that was Yoo Jung-yoon. Yeah, I probably am screwing up her name, but it's spelled correctly the way you said that. Yeah, so she won her Oscar at seventy-three years old, the first South Korean actress to ever win an Oscar. Yeah, when I, she didn't look seventy-three either. No, and and she was so good in the film, and her acceptance speech was the cutest, like a most amazing thing I've ever heard. She like started it off with like fangirling over Brad Pitt. And then she like With little giggles. And then she boomed him. She's like, because Brad Pitt was like one of the executive producers yeah. for Minari, his his production company was. And she's like, so nice to finally meet you. Like, where were you the entire time we filmed? And he's just like, oh. well, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. I was a uh, spit and dip at uh, some Nazis. I was starring in Moneyball. Starring in Moneyball. But yeah, and so that that was a one of my favorite uh people that won won their uh respective category but yeah so the ending like like we mentioned anthony hopkins wasn't there he won best actor over chadwick boseman um r.i.p r.i.p chadwick boseman but he was the heavy chadwick was the heavy favorite to win best actor just kind of like a as like a, a tribute and his performance in itself was like actually good too so i i was very shocked that they gave it to Anthony Hopkins because they barely like they gave Chadwick Boseman like a five second in memoriam like slide Mm -hmm. and that was it and so I was like dude this is a this was was the almost disrespectful so disrespectful I mean I couldn't like for an actor that had touched so many people's lives especially like as one of the first black superheroes on the big screen I expected a more fitting tribute man yeah um you know, I'm, I, but I'm also glad like someone didn't have to go up there and accept it for him, and like Reese Witherspoon make a f- like a stupid Wakanda joke, like some bullshit. I would have, I would have been so pissed at that. So I'm glad they didn't mess it oh, up. Oh, it's say like that. this Oscar's made of vibranium or yeah, something. Yeah, she just yeah. says like Ruth Conda, and then yeah, I, I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't do that. And she just shouts E Bombay as she's like walking up to the. Dude, mic. I wouldn't have been surprised, but I still think he, he. Definitely deserved it. So does Anthony Hopkins. I mean, Anthony Hopkins is like 85 and still balling out. Yeah. Um, he had been asleep for like two hours <laughs> as he won the Oscar. Yeah. The last movie I saw him in was uh, Thor Ragnarok, and he gets like five minutes of screen time because he was too expensive, so they killed him off. I was going to say, he was Thor's dad. Yeah, yeah. They killed him off, though. That's so funny. That's crazy. Are you the god of Hamas? Yeah. Oscars, they're... They're weird, man. Yeah, and I, I think COVID definitely had a big part to play in them being weird this year. Because, one, normally they're in March. 
So yeah, you're right. We're it was kind way, of thrown, it was way later than usual. Yeah, we're thrown off by you know you have it a month and a half later. They're supposed to be like, come on, you expect us to keep up with that kind of stuff? But yeah, I, I definitely think once COVID's died down, or at least we return to some sort of normalcy, I think they'll be a little bit more interesting next year. Hopefully, it, it, we have a it lot was more. pretty cool to see everyone. It wasn't as big of a venue as usual. It wasn't in the same spot. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see a lot of the big actors. Some of the big actors just hanging out, just hanging out. Yeah, and hopefully after COVID's done with, hopefully we see some really good movies come out of it. Now that people can actually like get together and produce, and without having to jump through all these hoops. Yeah, I mean, when you look at a lot of the movies that were like nominated for Best Picture, all the, a lot of the actors, none of them were like big names. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to think of the biggest name. Anthony Hopkins was probably the biggest name out of the guys. I mean, well, Chad, Chadwick Boseman is like. What's the guy from Get Out? He was also in. Oh, Black Daniel Hatter. Kaluuya won yeah. Best Supporting Actor, so yeah. that was that was well deserved as well. Um, He's well known. Yeah, well, he is. He is well name, known. But. So some of those, some of those guys, but like you didn't have a lot of the big name regular people that were in movies this year. You know, you didn't have your Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's. You didn't have Margot Robbie or Meryl Streep. Or future Texas governor Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was kind of cool seeing, you know, some of the not big name actors, actresses getting their getting their time. For sure. Speaking of, uh, you, you, so you've heard that McConaughey is running for governor, right? I did hear that. I thought it was funny because he did an interview like a month ago, maybe two months ago, where he said, like, nah, I'm not going to get into politics unless the people – absolutely want me to other than that no thank you dude and then now he's like running for governor i really hope that he doesn't turn into just a f- asshole politician because i that's the only thing that could ruin matthew mcconaughey for me is if dude he's, he's like the most like he's a guy that literally will say like uh the winds are my the winds my clothes i don't like and just walk out and like and just be naked you'd see like the air is like clothing him <laughs> the winds no, no way in hell he becomes one of those asshole politicians i hope that not, guy man. is more down to earth than dirt itself that's fair it's a fair assessment i actually feel really creative for just coming up with that in my head that was pretty good thank you that thank was good you. all right but without further ado though should we get to falcon and the winter soldier let's wrap that up yep so we had the series finale take place on friday and all I can say is now I'm excited for Bad Batch to come out next week. For what? Uh, I'm excited for Bad Batch to come out next week on Bad? Disney Plus. Bad Batch. What is that? Clone Wars spinoff. That comes out next week? Next Wednesday. Are you shitting me? I'm not shitting you. Wow. May the 4th, bro. Let's go. What movie, before we get into this, what, what Star Wars movie are you going to watch on May the 4th? All of them. No, come on. Okay, fine. Uh, probably Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Is that your go-to? That's usually my go-to. That's fair. That's fair. Or just watch, like, the entire Clone Wars series. Wow. Well, uh, that's fair as well. I don't know. I, I, I nerd out so hard when it comes to Star Wars. It's actually, like, kind of embarrassing. I have to hide my knowledge of Star Wars to the general public. Otherwise, I feel like I would just be ostracized. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty critical when it comes to Star Wars. Oh, me I, too. Because I'm, I'm also a big nerd. You're Plinkett. I'm what? You're Plinkett. He's the guy that would do all, like, the old reviews for, like, the prequels and stuff. He's oh, like, yeah. Oh, Phantom Menace was the worst movie than my son who hung himself in a gas station bathroom. Wow. Yeah, that guy. Phantom Menace was pretty bad, though, I will admit. It had it had it had a good it had duel of the fates. There's no way in song. hell that was a kids movie. No, I mean no Star Wars is like legitimately a kids movie. I don't know. The sequels are pretty close. That's true. They are. You're right. 
They definitely are. I felt embarrassed watching the sequels in theaters. I mean, okay. I won't I, get too I, I can't far because I could talk about this forever. Yeah. Sorry. Let's, let's get back to Falcon and Winter Soldier first. We'll yeah, get yeah. to Star Wars next week. Sure. All right. So I thought it was a very good finale because I had completely forgot that Carly – so, like, the, the terrorist chick. Yep. I completely forgot that she had just a hey, massive – don't call them terrorists. They're terrorists, bro. Don't call them terrorists. Sam said not to call them that. All right. Fine. She, uh, okay. The angry citizens, the revolutionists, revolutionaries. revolutionaries. That's I that's the word. Hate that term. But she, uh, I'm I'm kind of glad she died. Wow. <laughs> but but I could I had completely forgotten that she had just amassed this army of Twitter followers like right at the end of the episode before it. And first of all, I'm also kind of glad that we didn't see Sam suit at the end of the last one either because that was well worth the wait. And I'm not even gonna bother going into all these fan theories about it, but there were like there were people that were like, literally, zooming in on every aspect of the uniform, be like, oh, this is paying a tribute to like fallen soldiers because he's like remembering Cap, and I'm like, what the hell? Why do you guys look into this kind of stuff? Just enjoy the effing show. But I thought Sam, he's now one of my favorite superheroes. He's cool. He's he is he carried the series in my opinion. Uh, I, his character arc was huge. Yeah. His no, arc was huge. It, it wasn't bad. In he a six-episode so, show. He looked so sick. And when he said, I'm Captain America, I was... My heart melted. I was so... It was so beast. And um, Isaiah, like, was happy. True. That was... That was, that a, was a very heartfelt moment. Very heartfelt moment to end the show. Um, but honestly... And Bucky's just his pal now. Yeah, Bucky can just rip off car doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I thought it was honestly, like, the most anticlimactic episode I've ever watched. I agree, and let's get into that. So, John Walker, I still hate him. Let me – okay, so let me jump in here real quick because you said that Sam carried the show. I actually – as much as I, like, disliked John Walker, and I kind of shit on him in past epi- in our past talks. Like our last five episodes. Yeah. He honestly, like, he kept me watching. You know what I mean? I kept – Come and be like, all right, what's this guy gonna do? He actually like acting wise, he sold was the show. pretty good. Yeah, because um, there's no way Kurt Russell's son's actually like that in real life. No, yeah. So it, I think that the John Walker character arc was a little bit confusing. They definitely threw in kind of like that redemption real quick at, towards the end or in the last episode because he kind of turned around and like saved the people, um, and what and like chose to not go try and like kill carly and save like the people in the truck mm-hmm. um that was a big moment i'm glad he chose the moral path yeah but um yeah god i his character is just dumb it was dumb but he also was like like to me sam is cool but he's boring i thought he was boring i thought bucky was boring bucky was very boring in the show i thought carly was a boring character i thought zemo i thought was sweet I thought he was one of the better characters. Um, McDonald's Paul is my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Paul Walker. Paul <laughs> Walker. My bad. John rest, Walker. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, hey, kids, wear seatbelts and don't drink and drive. Also, like, what's up with this Sharon chick? She's just a bad guy? Is she Hydra? No, the power broker is just – no, it's not Hydra. It's something else. Are you sure? I'm sure. I think she's just, like, one of those – 
people where you just need to have all the information. You can sell secrets to other governments. Okay. Because, you know, she had that apartment. She sold stolen art, and, like, she had, like, this whole thing going for her. Yeah. Um, now she's back with the government, U.S. government. And now I want her executed for treason against, <laughs> True. against the Republic. <clears throat> I didn't really like her anyway. She was kind of a dumb character. She is. They should have just not shown her anymore after Civil War. We really didn't need to know about her. No, and I and like that little like last post credit scene doesn't excite me at all. I'm just like I don't care about yeah. this chick. I'm like I skip past the credits just to watch this. Really, yeah. But, I'm um, like, please, please give the U.S.'s secrets to everyone. Yeah, I want you to. <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to die. No, but I also want to bring up. So I don't. I can't remember if this is a post credit scene or not. So and we didn't talk about this last week, but Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, the Contessa uh, character. Oh, is she the one that's, like, coming in, uh, talking to John Walker? Yeah, so she's, okay. in the comics, she's a villain. She seems like a villain. Yeah, um, but, so, like, the very end, when he comes out in, like, that new costume, so his new name is technically U.S. Agent. He's a bad guy in the comics. Okay. But he just, God, just watching John Walker, like, just act that whole scene out, he just, he's playing the character so naive and dumb and just batshit crazy yeah i agree because um how does he still how like how is his girlfriend still with him or his wife um everyone loves crazy till crazy loves you back (laughs) crazy wisest words my old man ever told me (laughs) crazy stupid love him right yeah (laughs) also you want to know something funny what's up so the one dude that like had a few lines in French during the episode, he was one of the bad guys, one of the revolutionary guys. Oh, the really big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Disney you Plus just get for murked. yeah, Disney Plus for some reason was giving me subtitles of him speaking in French, so the subtitles were in French <laughs> instead of English. So I just had I have no idea what any of his lines were. In Didn't you take show. French for like three years here? I took it for two semesters. Uh huh. Je m'appelle Jacob. Uh-huh. That's about all I can. That's all I can understand. So yeah. it was pretty funny. That dude had like multiple lines in the show. I don't know a single one. He's like. If you want, I'll go back through all of them and just translate them for you. Because my my TV did not do that. I would I would appreciate it. Mainly, he was just being like a meathead, big bad guy kind of thing. And by the way, speaking of big bad, I did, was not expecting Carly to be the big bad. You know what I mean? I know. Because first of all, more of a twist. First of all, episode. yeah. WandaVision poisoned our minds because of that aspect. Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually kind of glad that Marvel's not creating any new content for at least two months. Or yeah. they're not releasing new content. Next one's Loki, which is going to be sick. I agree. And I, because we'll, we'll get into that too, if the if the show's still alive by then. But I hope, uh, so. I hope so too. But yeah, honestly, it, it's like looking at a bottle, or you're looking for a bottle of ketchup in your fridge and it's right mm-hmm. in front of you, but you can't see it. That's how I th- saw Carly as the big bad this entire series. Hmm, like uh, I just I, because of the anticipated uh, main villain in WandaVision, you're thinking like like you're overthinking everything. Yeah, and like were they trying to make it the power broker chick? If so, See, that's what we did. Bad call. Yeah, don't care. So because she was... didn't do a single bad thing to hurt the main characters until the very end of the show, and we still didn't even see her committing the act, other than saying, "Hey, guess whose secrets I just got." Yeah. That I'm getting paid to. Uh, it was like, pretty much. Access. I think the the whole point of the show was just like conflict, following Sam trying to become the new like his like path to accepting and becoming the new Captain America. Yeah. And America accepting him as that. Yeah. So, I think it was like that's why the 
That's the whole point of the show. It has to be. Yeah, that's why, like, the bad guys and I think the struggle itself wasn't really, like, the emphasis or it wasn't, like, as, like, world-threatening as a lot of other Marvel things. So um, it was probably more to just, yeah, build Sam's character, which, you know, it did did fine. It did fine with it. I don't think it built Bucky's character at all. I mean, he had that little part in the end where he told the one, um, his Asian friend that was from the bar, and he's like, yeah, I I actually killed your son. And you don't remember that? I do. I just completely forgot about that. Yeah, and but the scene lasted like 30 seconds, and nothing really came out of it. And I was just like, How did the guy react again? I can't remember that. Dude, he told him the guy like was speechless, and then I think that was the end of the scene. And then he left his apartment. I was just like, All right, well, if that was us. Oh, and that's when he crossed the name off the list and gave it back to the therapist. Gave it back to the therapist. Yep. So I don't. That was just kind of like a rushed thing for me i don't know i don't know i i didn't really like any of the characters in this show i'm not gonna lie i'm tying this together right now was that guy's son the peep like the guy that bucky killed in the flashback like the first episode possibly okay damn yeah it's deep i know well yeah but anyway not the worst show we've ever seen it could have been better in a lot of aspects it felt kind of slow at times and i felt like the conflict was just not there yeah. It was very action-packed, which I enjoyed. The fight yeah. scenes were done beautifully. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, the messages within the show were explored and broadcasted in a way that a lot of us can, you know, understand that and we can work better towards us or we could work towards a better society. Yeah, there was a lot of... A lot of deep meanings in there. A lot of deep meanings and current issues that I think they were able to incorporate into the show. So I did appreciate that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, now it's kind of weird not having something per week to tune in and watch. We were spoiled back to back with WandaVision and this. Well, so now we got Bad Batch. Now we got Bad Batch, which honestly I am ecstatic about. Me so. too. Have you seen the trailer for it? I haven't. I'll have to watch it. Oh my God. Yeah, you need to. So wait, that, that comes out every Wednesday? I believe so. <clears throat> so that's perfect timing for us. Mm-hmm. We'll watch it right before we get on here and... I'll literally just turn it on in my car when I pick you up, and we'll just uh, be talking about it the whole time on the way over. Yeah. You're not the kind of guy that talks during TV shows. I know you pretty well. No, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. That might be too quick of a turnaround to talk about something um, in case of spoilers. So we might have to we might have that to is actually a very good point okay so but also a week in between talking about the same uh that's not that's not too bad because sure, okay. then it's kind of like a recap the day of the newest episode coming out of last week's. that's what i was thinking too so, so that's not just, too bad. we wait a week so next you won't week, hear us we'll talk about it little, next week we'll yeah. just do like maybe a top five list or maybe just talk about a movie that we both watched we'll we'll, we'll discuss some star wars great if, idea because it's may the fourth yep if wait people no. may the fourth is tuesday I was going to say because May 8th is Saturday, so yeah. you got... Next week's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. So Wednesday's Brent and I are going to be hammered on margaritas when we come record the show next week. That would be pretty goofy. That would be. We need to do a drunk show. I'm down. Okay. If the people are down. Wonky slosh. If the people wouldn't care about the belligerent things that we would probably say. No, I mean, because I, 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 can, <clears throat> I can act sober enough to where I could just go and, like, work with all the software and be like, all right, play. And we then, should. We should do a... I, I know we don't have many listeners, but if we could reach we out, quite a few. if we could reach out to a few of our avid ones and maybe get some options that 
you know, people close to you might want to hear you drunkenly speak and preach about, we could talk, bring up some, some good conversation topics that we can discuss. Well, you know, maybe a few uh, tequila drinks deep. Yeah, I'll just bring, like, shooters. I don't know if we can bring alcohol in here. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> well, okay, we'll pregame at my place and Uber over here and then. That's why, that's why I wish our beloved Fuzzy's restaurant didn't close down. Because that is a two-second walk from the journalism school um, that we could have just hit that for some lunch, get a burrito, like five margaritas, and then head over here. Some California heat tacos. Yeah. I'm, my mouth's watering right now thinking about I it. Know. They have one in Omaha, and I go over there every time I'm back home. So you're making me jealous. I know. I'm sorry. But yeah, those are some options for next episode, so we'll uh, we'll keep in touch about that. For sure. But that is our show, and Brendan is going to go – make fun of me skateboarding this afternoon but anyhow yeah that was a packed show that was i they probably are sick of hearing our voices they're probably they probably stopped listening halfway through but if you made it this far i commend you you deserve to be rewarded for your actions and that's why we are going to reward you with another show next wednesday see you next time see you guys fun is losing fun no what are you having fun for That's what losing sounds like.